Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to our live streamers, wherever you are. My name's Caleb. Now, I'm looking for someone who's been at Bayside for a long, long time. Who here has been at Bayside for the full 20 years? Chad, obviously. And Jesse? I reckon Jeff's been around for a while too. Jeff, if you can come up here, I've got a couple of questions for you, mate. Do we want to hear from someone that's been around for a while? Yep, I think so. You sure? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Maybe. Now, Jeff... You were a part of Bayside before Bayside was Bayside, is that correct? Yes, it was. And um, <laughs> so how long have you been a part of Bayside? How long have you called Bayside your home? Two different... Mm, two different questions. Two different questions. All right, let's go to the first one. The first one. You were a part of Bayside. Bayside. We were part of Bayside before Bayside was Bayside. Everybody's going, what was all that about? So Kay and I were a part of a church up in Morford Vale. It's about 20 years ago. In fact, Mother's Day, we... The church up there went, we need to do something more. We need to do something down on the south coast. Something. And that meant to them to do, I guess you'd call it a church plant church. So while we were still a fairly young church up there, only a couple of years old, we went, you know what? We're running a morning service and we're running an evening service. I know, let's run an afternoon service down at Victor Harbour. That's what you do. And that's what you do. And that was on Mother's Day, 20 years ago. And then God did his stuff like he does. And on Father's Day, Chad and Jay took on the challenge, if you like, of, and that became Bayside. So, wow. And so how long have you personally called Bayside your home? I mean, judging by that, it means you're like 20 years and a bit. And a bit. So over, that, over while we were still living up at Morford Vale, we'd come and visit regularly. And in fact, that very first service, we were there, which was in a school hall. So all the photos that you saw were all the facility for here. Uh, We were in a school hall. Then it moved to the Encounter Centre. And then it came here. So over the years, we couldn't be at everything because we're still living at Morford Vale. So about seven years ago, uh, we moved down to Goolwa and called this place home. So I guess you guys are stuck with this for a while now. (laughs) And we're thankful for that, right? (laughs) All right, so is there one thing over the 20 years that you would say embodies this church? There's lots, but because it's 20 and 22... Oh, no, don't. Yeah, I've got to go there. I've got to go no, there. I have to. Jeff. Ephesians 2, 20 to 22. Oh. I had to. I had to. All right. Come on, have you got it up for me? You've got it, mate. I'm, oh. I'm going to sit down, so you, I don't you have keep it in going. Front of you. You're bringing it up. There it is. So... Ephesians 2, 20, 20, I had to go, I had to do Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. If you want one thing, the vision of this church It's that. It's Jesus. It hasn't changed in 20 years. It's Jesus. Jesus as his chief cornerstone. It has been. 
and it will continue to be. And that's it, to know Jesus and to show Jesus. That's it, 20 years of doing it, and we're going to keep on doing it for as long as we can. And I guess in our own lives, if we go, hey, keep Jesus as the chief cornerstone, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, just keep it rolling. So there you go. Uh, so last week was Easter or Christmas if you were here. Santa rocked up. Okay, a few months out, but that's what happens. So last week we remembered the sacrifice that one man made for all. One man went to the cross so that we could all live. Because of Jesus and the cross, we, can, we are now all brand new creations. And Jesus fulfilled those three words from last week, if you missed it last week. The three words that kept on coming out last week were hope, peace and joy. And we've sung about most of those this morning. Hope, peace and joy can only be fulfilled in Jesus. Fulfilled at Easter. Tomorrow is Anzac Day. A day when we remember that many people have died in battle. They sacrificed their lives so that some people could be free. Jesus died that all men everywhere could be free. John 3.16, the most famous verse probably out of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Anzac Day. If you don't know, it stands for Australia and New Zealand Army Corps. It's a day when we stop and remember we stop and remember all the sacrifice and the people that served and died in all wars and conflicts around the world. I'm not trying to be sombre, but that's what we do. Last week, we remembered a cross, but all the freedom that came with that. Tomorrow, we'll remember Anzac Day and the freedom that then came with that. It marks the day, it actually marks the day that a group of men landed on a beach in Gallipoli. And that battle went for eight months. Eight months. There's a lot of history behind that. But, <laughs> but John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Remember Jesus laid his life down for everyone? The Anzacs, or whoever fights in a war anywhere, lays down his life for those he knows. Those he know. And his friends, or his country. And I doubt that at the time when they were doing that, that they really didn't comprehend what they were doing. They were just serving king and country. That's what they were doing. So it was Australia and New Zealand together. They fought and died so that we could be free. Jesus died so that everybody could be free. We've always got to remember... After the cross, it was an empty tomb. He is resurrected and Jesus gives us full life. Never, ever forget that. And tomorrow we just stop and remember the sacrifice that people paid on our behalf. So this weekend, I don't know whether you've already noticed them, there's a number of sporting events. And they'll hand out an award this weekend. Not necessarily to the best player, but it'll be the award given, it's called the Anzac Spirit Award, or a terminology like that. It's that quality that demonstrates something more. 
Something more that was entrenched in 1915. And it's that Anzac spirit, that thing that makes Australia and New Zealand who we actually are. It's a big mix of good Aussie humour, <laughs> mateship, helping each other out, regardless of any situation. You do what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and you don't let your mates down. You never give up, you never give up, you never give up, you hang in there. I'm sure you can all quickly think of any situation over the last few years, or even longer than that, where Australia and New Zealand, mainly because that's what we hear about, where that happens. What I'd like to do this morning is actually just go through some of the characteristics of the Anzac spirit, and I want to try to show you that somehow that was formed on those beaches in 1915, what the Bible actually says on those three things, and then what does that actually look like in day-to-day lives for us, because we're not in the middle of a war like is being fought around the world at the moment. But what do these three things look like to us day to day today? You ready for that? See so how we go. So the first thing I want to look at to get you in the idea is the A in Anzac stands for Australia. Pretty profound, hey? Now, quick, quick history. In the year 1900, we were a collection of different colonies. And we had restrictions on who could or couldn't come through into each of the colonies. And we had restrictions in trade and restrictions of people. Yeah, 1900, not 2020. But, <laughs> but that's... So 1900. So in 1901, we became a nation. So no longer we were just a collection of colonies. We were now a nation. And then in 1914, a war broke out on the other side of the world. And as a nation, we went, we're going to go do something about that. There'd been wars before, and each state or each colony chose to do something with it, but this time it was a nation, and it was a bunch of volunteers that went to the other side of the world. <laughs> so what does that mean to us here? Guess what? Everything's bigger than Victor Harbour. It's bigger than that. The influence this church has had here is bigger than Victor Harbour, it's bigger than this state, it's, it's the whole country. And then you go, if New Ze- NZ stands for New Zealand, guess what? We formed an alliance with them back in 1915. It's bigger than this country. Anything we do, we cannot do this on our own. It's way bigger than that. So there's three characteristics of the Antarctic spirit that I'd like to look at. And remember that they first applied on the battlefields in 1915. And we can, tomorrow we can honour those soldiers, we can live on their legacy, we can build on the foundation they gave us, and each of these characteristics are clearly found in the Bible for all of us to... We've got it. If you call Australia, Australia, Australia your home, you've got this spirit inside of you. So it's in no particular order. But in the end, uh, Romans 5, end of verse 3 and into verse 4. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. These are from the NIV. This word perseverance, 
in the, in, uh, it's, in the Bible, it stands for continuing to do something in spite of difficulty or opposition. In some of the other versions of the Bible, the word perseverance is actually translated as patience, enduring, or steadfastness. So, the ability just to keep on going on a given path, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, that was reflected, 1915, eight months, keep on going, keep on going, persevering, persevering, persevering. What can that look like today? Oh, somebody that's tried to run a church for 20 years. <laughs> Ask oh, somebody that's got, now got adult children that are now married, that took perseverance. Even your own lives, 20 years of just walking and walking with God can take perseverance. It may not be a physical challenge that hits you, but it can be true perseverance. Perseverance doesn't necessarily have to be directly in the face of difficulty or opposition. Remember, it can just be remain steadfast. 2 Peter 1 verse 5. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. I could probably spend ages on every one of those points, but the main thing is here, make every ad- effort to add everything into your life, including perseverance, that ability just to keep on going, and keep on going, and keep on going. That leads very neatly into the next word, Neatly, swing straight in. It's the word endurance. So we can, they're very similar, and in the Bible they come from very similar root word, but they mean slightly different things. In the dictionary, endurance is the ability to do something over and over and over and over for a long, long time. Those of you that are familiar with the Bible, pretty sure that it says in the Old Testament... God is good and his love endures forever. Will it ever give up? It's just going to keep on going and it's going and it's going and it's going. That's what endurance looks like. Colossians 1.11 Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Remember this word patience could be translated as perseverance. So endurance and perseverance are very similar, and it just it you just keep on going. Remember, on the battlefields, just back in 1915, it was eight months. That wasn't over like that. It was eight months that battle went for, enduring whatever was put in front of them, day after day, day after day, day after day, and sometimes simply to try to stay alive. And some of them didn't, but that's endurance. So much of our lives, when we think of persevering in something, we find that it takes endurance. The examples I mentioned earlier, patience and endurance to keep a church going for 20 plus years. Patience and endurance to raise a family. Patience and endurance to keep a marriage together. I'm sure you can think of other examples. Patience, endurance, patience, endurance. Things don't just happen like that overnight. We're not a microwave society. It's one step, one step, one step... <laughs> It is the ability, endurance is the ability to keep on hanging in there. In the book of Revelation, 
in the NIV, three times it says patience, endur- patient endurance, patient endurance. Remember the word patience can be translated as perseverance. So is this persevering and enduring, persevering and enduring, persevering and enduring. So I've only got one more for you today. It's from the Anzac Spirit and, and many things, many, there's a stack more that you could look at in the Anzac Spirit that they've, they've dropped in there. How about ingenuity? That ability to be original and inventive. That's part of it. Mateship. When we help each other out, regardless of any situation, not letting your mate down. How about tenacity? Never give up, never give up, never give up. You will keep on going until that task is completed. Persistence. Continuing to do something long after others have, may have given up. Trust. What about that firm belief in your ability and the ability of others around you? Go back to a church. You can't, these guys may be absolutely awesome, but they can't do this on their own. We cannot build for the next 20 years. We can't do that on our own. It's the trust that, that people can do what they say they're going to do for us and in life. So the last one I'll look at, look at oh, and, and some of the other things that are in there, integrity, respect, and a great sense of humour. The Aussie humour seems to be a bit stretched at times, but we get there. <laughs> and somehow, in the battlefields of 1915, and they went, we will never, ever forget what happened there, all of these things were on display. So over the years, they went, this is what we call the Anzac spirit. So the last one I want to look at is this word, courage. The dictionary calls it, calls it the mental and moral strength to persevere, to withstand danger, fear or difficulty. Bravery is another word they use. I don't, I'm not going to go into detail about any accounts of courage or bravery. You'll hear all that tomorrow. Men and women who have fought around the world and sacrificed their lives for us and some of their acts of bravery is that we do stop and remember the fallen. And you probably will hear this tomorrow as well, but we should never forget the Anzac Ode for those that have fallen, that those that have paid the price for us. They shall not grow old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. That was written out 100 years ago. That's bravery and courage. We will remember their acts of bravery and courage. Acts of bravery and courage, there's medals awarded. And the people that I know go, you're giving me a medal for what? I just did my job. But it was accounted as bravery and courage. Gee, that went very somber, didn't it? (laughs) This word courage in the Bible actually can mean things like be strong, be brave, be bold, be solid, be fearless, be confident. In Joshua and Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament, we see it over, over and over again. Be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. 
Courage can look like one thing in a battlefield and it can look like something else on a sports field and it can look like something else again to each one of us in everyday lives. If you just, any, you can sometimes just stop and go, gee, that person just showed great courage then. Peter and John in the Bible demonstrated an interesting type of courage. So it's out of Acts 4.13. And they, it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. What had they seen then? They hadn't seen Peter and John take on an army, the Roman soldiers. They hadn't seen them on a sporting field. Just before that, between 8 and 12, what they had seen is that Peter stood up and he spoke with boldness and confidence. Yet they were unschooled, they ordinary men. And most people, they looked and went, wow, you're speaking like that to us? Where did that come from? That's what courage can actually look like today. It may not be. Courage can come into us from spending time with God because it says they, it was obvious that they'd spent time with Jesus and then showed great courage. A few weeks ago when Leanne shared about the armour of God, she talked about the sword of the Spirit. It's a little sword. It's, a, it's here. That takes great courage to use the word of, the, word of God well. Use it wrong. And, but if you want to use it and use it well, it, ta- it can take great courage. It can take great courage to stand up for what you believe in. And it can take great courage to stand up for what this Bible teaches as well. It can take courage to simply do things. Perseverance, endurance and courage, all part of that Anzac spirit that was born on the battlefield in 1915. Perseverance, endurance and courage, all shown in this Bible that spans history. It takes perseverance, endurance and courage to build a church that is now 20 years old. It takes perseverance and courage Endurance and courage to build marriages, to raise children, to hold firm on your faith. It can take perseverance, endurance and courage to just get through a day. To take that next step, to face a new challenge, or maybe it's an old one that you need to face. Perseverance, endurance and courage are all characteristics of that Anzac spirit. Perseverance, endurance and courage can all come from the Holy Spirit. Perseverance, endurance and courage can look one thing on a battlefield, can look one thing on a sports field and can look completely different in our day-to-day lives. But it's all part of the Anzac spirit. As we go into this week, this month, the rest of 2022, remember you have that Anzac spirit in you because we are Australian. Thank you all. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.